All right. Thank you so much for tuning in this week to the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast. We're going through week nine of the Luke Journal. We're getting into some really, really good stuff with Jesus. He's telling us more about his kingdom and he's inviting us to the table. We're going to talk about that and we're going to also talk about counting the cost to follow him. Let's dive in. Our vision is to give every baseball player around the world the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, respond to the message, and grow in the relationship with Jesus Christ. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. This is the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast with Full Count Ministries. Before we start getting into the meat of what we're going to talk about this week, I just want to stop and pray a little bit. You can pray with me, uh, just listen to the words that I say, and then I'm going to give you a little bit of time during the music that comes up after I talk to pray yourself. I think we need to start praying together more as a ministry, and this might be a good way to do that through the podcast. So um, I'll go ahead and pray. Lord, thank you so much for letting us come together as a ministry over the podcast and just talk about who you are and just to see who you are in light of what Luke has written in his gospel account. I pray that we come to know you more and more through the words that are read and that these D groups as we meet this week will be fruitful and that more and more guys will come to know you and to love you and to serve you. In your name I pray, amen. Last week, Chad Hutton was with us. It was such a good podcast, just seeing what Jesus was teaching. He's teaching that he is not just a commodity. He's not here for our pleasures, our wants, and our desires. He has a bigger plan than our own little life. Uh, But he cares about us. Like the birds that fall out of the sky, he knows them. He loves them. And he loves us like that. But... He sees us as a part of the bigger picture. And we've got to see ourselves like that as well. As we seek the richness of God, He will add all those things to us. Food, clothing, our needs. And just like the grass of the field and the lilies like He talks about, He's going to to water those and He's going to give us what we need too when we pursue Him with our whole mind, heart, and soul. Um, we, We don't have to worry. So, at the end of the daily readings last week, Jesus heals on the Sabbath, which is a big no-no in uh, that culture, and it upsets the religious leaders. But going into this week, Jesus tells us more and gives us more insight into the kingdom of God, and He is Lord of the Sabbath. So, let's look uh, at 
uh, a scripture that I want to share with you guys uh, that are in the daily readings this week. Luke 13, 18 through 19 says, Then Jesus asked, What is the kingdom of God like? What shall we compare it to? What shall I compare it to? It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his garden. And it grew and became a tree, and the birds perched in its branches. I think about this parable often, uh, personally. First, the mustard seed, which Jesus desires our faith to, to be like, uh, we know that from another part of Scripture, if we just have the faith as big as a mustard seed, you can move mountains is what Jesus says. But also the birds of the air, birds aren't seen in that great of light. As we talked about last week, the ravens uh, that Chad talked about, how they were kind of seen in a negative light. Um, overall, they're not really seeing the great light either. Um, in the parable of the sower, the birds eat the seed on the ground. And uh, just in agricultural society, they're seen as somewhat of a nuisance. Uh, so we know that in that time period, Jesus is using this picture to show us that even, even the bad uh, things, people, situations, uh, rest in the branches of the kingdom as we know it now. As we invest in the kingdom, more and more people, good and bad, will rest in those branches. So in the bigger picture, we can think about this with God. The God of the, the whole world who made everything, um, all people, all things, people from all backgrounds and beliefs breathe the air that God made from creation, enjoy the food that he designed, and just can sleep uh, restfully. You don't have to even think about God to have a restful night of sleep. And they don't give thanks to, those people don't give thanks to God, um, don't care about God or his purposes or his plans. We can, we can see that in the bigger picture, but also in light of what the gospel has done over 2,000 years. The very heart of the gospel is that God gave himself up as a propitiation for our sins. It's a big word, but it's, you know, it's taking the full wrath of God that we deserved. He was a gift to us, and we haven't done anything uh, to deserve that gift, but he gave himself up for us so that we could have life and that we could live and that we could uh, have an abundant life. So we're called to do that same thing in a different way. Um, we're not, we're not God and we can't give up ourselves like he gave up himself for us, but we can give our lives away and, uh, we'll see the fruit of that. I think on, uh, maybe in this side of eternity, but definitely on the other side of eternity when we see other people in the kingdom with us. And it gets to the very heart of what God was trying to get us to do all along. When we saw Jesus on the cross and he rose from the grave and that he took our sins from us, God was wanting us to not commit adultery, don't steal, don't murder, uh, honor your father and mother and all those things. But we do that now out of thankfulness to God. And he's written it on his hearts and he's writing that on our hearts right now as we speak. Uh, even in the D groups that you guys are meeting with week after week after week. And the story of the gospel does that. That God actually wrapped himself in human flesh and walked in our footsteps and was tempted in every way like we are. But he never sinned and he gave up his life for us. So... And 
I really believe that the whole world is benefiting off of the gospel as we speak. For 2,000 years, people have come to, to rest in the branches of the kingdom and what Jesus has done. And we see a great uh, time of prosperity even now uh, with the technology that we have, with all the things that we have in this life that people didn't have 2,000 years ago. But now we see the fruit of what Christ did. And some people don't even know how that came about, that Jesus, God in the flesh, came and gave up his life. And now people... All over, the, all over the world, Christians all over the world are giving up their lives uh, for God and His purposes. But a lot aren't. A lot of people aren't doing that. But they are reaping the benefits of what the kingdom is doing in the world. As we get into uh, Luke 14 of the daily readings this week, Jesus wants us to feast with Him. But many have their own priorities, as we see in the the Scripture He talks about. Um, someone who, who wants to go take care of the oxen that he just purchased. Uh, you know, somebody just got married and they want to go back. They don't want to be, they don't want to go to the banquet because they have their own priorities or desires. And are we going to go to the feast despite the stuff that we want to do? Or are you going to go to the feast? So I think that he is calling all of us to do things that we need to give up now in order to go to the feast with him. And we need to share that with our D groups. As much as we enjoy winning a baseball game, do we enjoy winning for the kingdom? Do we want to be with Jesus? And do we strive to share our lives and hopes and dreams to the lost so God will save them? And how driven are we to meet with these guys in D groups week after week after week, even if we don't see any huge changes in their lives? Are we willing to lay down our life for those guys? So do we desire to be with them? And do we desire to see them at God's feast and at his table uh, into eternity? So uh, we've got we've got to fight for these guys. We've got to see God for who he truly is and invite other people into the kingdom with us. So I want to tell you a story to highlight the highlight we have today uh, in week nine of the readings titled the cost we're in luke 14 25 through 35 so you can pause now if you want to read it it was either my sophomore year or junior year of baseball i can't really remember that's you know 12 13 years ago and i had just gone through a really difficult preseason workout with my team Spring break was coming up, and as a team, we took the opportunity to stream together some games throughout the week and spring break like most high schools. Anyways, I went to high school with a guy in my grade that I became pretty good friends with in class, and also uh, I'd go over to his house every now and then. That was a brother to Taylor Swift. Austin Swift invited me to go to the Bahamas with his family and a couple friends, and one of my friend, one of the friends, was on the baseball team 
with me. And of course I wanted to go and we talked about this. Uh, I talked about this with that friend and uh, it was the trip of a lifetime, but it would cost me baseball uh, probably for that year. But not only that, maybe the reputation of ditching my team and when I had better things come up, um, I would just do that. You know, uh, I, I told him I couldn't go. And my friend ended up going and quit baseball shortly after. But ever since then, I look back and wonder why God put that in front of me. Uh, well, now I work for a baseball ministry. And starting that started with my pitching coach asking me to go on a mission trip after my senior year. That changed my life. Um, maybe I would have never been invited to go on that mission trip and be a part of this ministry if I ditched uh, baseball for a vacation and I'm, I'll, I'll never know but that's what I have thought about um, more of the story when you do the right thing what God calls you to do there will be a reward if not in this life we know that to be true uh, in the life to come from the scripture that uh, Jesus is preparing a home for us and there are crowns to be won, right? So there is a cost to this. Um, we have to give up our lives. We have to give up uh, our wants, our desires, our pleasures, you know, as great or as little as it seems now to invest in the future. We have to take up our cross. And we talked about that uh, a few weeks ago with Kevin Pomeroy and We've got to follow Jesus to, to die on that hill. And it's everything in this life to give that up. And that's what we should strive for. We fail often, but we have to ask God to give us, ignite that passion in us to see the kingdom grow. Uh, for us to die like that, that mustard seed so that it will grow up and even the birds of the, of the air will rest in the branches of that. So it's not just giving up uh, one vacation, but it's our lives. So this week, my challenge to you guys is to think about what you've given up to follow Christ and what more you could give up this week and challenge that to your D groups. I love you guys. I hope you have a spectacular week and do not be afraid to reach out and to ask us for prayer or anything that you need. Love you guys. Have a great week and have a great D group with your guys. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast. You can visit our website for more resources and also find this podcast on all major platforms. Full Count Ministries exists to create disciples using the game of baseball. We are a non-profit ministry, and if you have benefited from this resource, we would encourage you to consider donating to the cause to reach every baseball player with the gospel, giving them the opportunity to respond to the gospel, and then to grow in the relationship with Jesus. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast so that you can play a part in accomplishing the mission that God has put on our hearts for baseball players around the globe.